Is it recording? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yes. Potentially. <laughs> hey guys, this is Seda. This is Zena, and welcome to the second episode of That's Not My Name. A Millennial Brown production. So we're going to start with our daily tea. As promised last week, today we're drinking lemon ginger tea. Yeah, and as a reminder, daily tea is just a time for us to drink tea and talk about the tea going on in our life. Very nice. Um, yeah, we wanted to start off and say thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. Um, shout out to my mom. Yeah, shout out to everyone that listened. We're really thankful for over a million streams. <laughs> we could not be more grateful for that for our first episode. We yeah. really didn't think that would happen. We were exactly like 500,000, but a million is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, no, we are so grateful for everyone who listened to the first episode and anyone who's joining in right now. Um, the world. Yeah, I can go into what's been going on with my life. Um, I've been pretty busy. I, I dropped my first class this week because I realized that I have a pretty heavy load. Yeah. Honestly, it was pretty difficult because I like have a problem with never being able to say no to anyone. (laughs) Um, And it was hard for me to admit that I was taking too much of a class load on. Um, And I dropped that class. I'm really upset. It was race, gender, and class. So it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I really hope I get to take it next semester, but it was just too much for this semester. I wasn't paying too much attention to it. And also, I watched the most interesting documentary slash kind of movie on Netflix. I highly recommend it to everyone. If you guys want to delete your social media or just delete your phone and get a flip phone instead, um, that is, I'm on the verge of doing that. No, are you kidding? (laughs) No, I saw the ad for it and I was really tempted to watch it and I was like, no, I'm a parasite. It's so good. It's called Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. It's literally amazing. I highly recommend it to everyone. Um, yeah, go into yours, Zeta. Okay, so my daily tea, um, I've been also really busy with school, um, I'm now an intern for USG, and I'm also on the mock trial team. What's USG? You know, everyone goes to ASU. Oh my god, under, yeah, if you don't go to ASU, firstly, (laughs) you should go to ASU, (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but, um, it's undergraduate student government, and super excited about that, um, we had our first mock trial meeting this week. And I'm super yeah, excited. Yeah, say to mock trial. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah, so I've been super busy, but I like to be busy because when I'm not busy, I just do absolutely nothing and become a vegetable. Um, also, like a couple of days ago, my friends and I went out on our balcony um, of our apartment, which is where we live, and we sang karaoke with all of the people in like our little area. That's so awesome. Which is like such a COVID little... That's like Italy, those videos of Italy, like at wow. the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic. Italy. Oh my god, Italy in our little, in Tempe. Yeah, so Tempe does have it all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry to like shamelessly, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so I've been kind of busy, but busy is good. Busy is productive. Yeah. Just been chilling. No, for sure. I think that something I've been struggling with, though, is like finding where it's good to be busy and finding where I need to take some a mental health day yeah today is my mental health day day. (laughs) yeah for sure reminder to everyone to take a mental health day um going off of that we also were hit with some pretty bad news as the rest of the nation was yesterday with the the death yeah no the death of um Ruth Bader Ginsburg 
so sad. Like I was out yesterday with Liz, like we were running errands. Liz is my roommate everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would like checked my phone because I wasn't on my phone. And I checked my phone and like Zena had texted me, she's like, RBG died. And then I checked the news and like I got a text from my brother and like text from a bunch of different people. And I just am so heartbroken. It's just so but, upsetting because she was a pioneer for so many things, like especially women, women's rights. Um, I know. And I watched a video. Oh my gosh, this is what sent me. I was actually really sad earlier today, but I watched a video of her talking about her husband who had passed 10 years earlier. And it's just. Ugh. I know, they both battled cancer. And they were both just like amazing people. Anyways, it's so sad. Yeah, I know. The world really is mourning her death, mm-hmm. but. She was amazing, and her she's an inspiration to everyone. Yeah, I, I hope to, to follow in her footsteps and whatever way possible. to sit on the Supreme Court. Not the Supreme Court, no, I know. <laughs> but I but just I don't know. I saw a quote on Twitter that was really, really inspirational, and I hate to be corny and like read a quote right now, but like I'm about to. Um, but the quote was basically, "Fight for the things you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you." And I think that relates perfectly to today's episode topic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a great segue into what we're going to talk about today. So today we're going to talk about activism, the progress that's been made, the progress that still needs to be made, and like kind of the appropriate ways into be into being like an activist. Yeah. Not that we're like the qualifiers of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate, but like just our thoughts on the whole situation. Yeah. Zana, do you want to start talking about your grandfather? Yeah, so I texted Aseda a couple weeks ago, I want to say, yeah. that I wanted to do an episode on this um, because I was home and my sister, well, I saw my grandpa walking around our backyard um, and it was weird because he usually walks around a neighborhood a couple times a day. So I asked my sister why he was walking around the backyard and I learned that my mom told my grandpa he can't go for walks in our neighborhood until the election um, because my parents are scared of something happening to him. And my grandpa wears a turban, so, you know, he can be... conservative, yeah, upper class. Yeah, we're like in a suburb in Phoenix. So, um, you know, it's a little bit scary for us to see him walking around. I know I get scared and it's like just... I like I'll see him walking down the street and I'm scared that someone's gonna say something to him or someone's gonna judge know, him. Like, grandparents are so too, yeah, and he like bad. you know, like he speaks English very well, but you know, he still is from India and so, so like it's a little bit hard to like communicate with others. Um and then also Zeta's yeah. brother was told the same thing. So after the shooting of Ahmad Arbery, my mom like there's a point where my brother and I were trying to get on that fitness. My brother more so than I because I just am not about that life. But he's like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny right no. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, like we would go on like walks or runs late at night just because like it's when it cools down realistically. Because mm-hmm. Phoenix, for those Phoenix. of you who don't know, is in fact the devil's armpit. Like it's hot as shit here. Yeah, it's just too much. Like you can be butt ass naked running through the streets, and it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And so we would go after the sunset because that's we're not trying to die of heat stroke, yeah. which is the leading cause of death in the state. Did you know? Okay, wait, anyways. I did not know that. It's too much. So, <laughs> so we used to go running and like walking or whatever. I kind of stopped. And then my brother would go out running at night. And my mom's like, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Like once the sun's down, you're not out running around by the canal in suburban Gilbert. Like that's, that's so funny because like all women face that, but like, my six-something yeah. brother, who is also, like, 20, yeah. Six-something, six-foot. Six-foot-something, six that's what I meant to say. Yeah, but. no. I don't know. It just is, like, 
really messed up that people just can't feel safe in their own neighborhoods. And I like, I hate how normalized it is because I, I can't like bring this up to a friend and be like, oh yeah, my grandpa can't go for walks around our neighborhood because they will never understand that. I know. When we used to live in, um, when we used to live in suburbia in Georgia, um, really just Georgia's totally how you say suburb hoppers. Um, but when we used to live there, my dad, when he would want to go on walks and runs, would always have to bring my brother and I along so he didn't look hostile or so he didn't look like an aggressive like black man running it was just that's like, something I would never think kids. about it's really sad and it's just for me it's it's not new like it's not something new that black and brown people don't feel safe in like predominantly white areas but for me what's been really hard is kind of just like with black lives matter and like a bunch of activism everyone seems to think that like generations and centuries old problems are gone no 100 it's like oh we posted a black square they, and now we're free to they post their like pink graphic on their instagram and they're like hell yeah i'm done for the year i don't I need to address racism in my own life like, it's a privilege to be able to turn off your phone and not think about racism and i mean it is and yeah. i'm not here to tell people what to not what to post and what not to post but it's kind of just like please be cognizant of the amount of progress that there is still left to be made like yeah no, 100%. I think that... so crazy to me. No, yeah. We have such a long way to go. And, like, I think after Black Lives Matter, we all expected kind of this constant push for equality and the government and, you know... We just expected a total, tackling. like, 180 in yeah. the right direction. and that's like, just not how it works. There's definitely been a bunch of progress. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I have been so surprised to see how many people have gone out and protested and mm-hmm. gone out and used their voice specifically in like, or like, especially during a pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. like endangering themselves for a greater cause. And mm-hmm. I think that's like so heartwarming. And I've had my friends be beyond supportive during this time because it's hard and there hasn't a lot of progress, but there is still a bunch of progress left to be made. And I think that's, hard to realize because like the timeline of everything but I think it's just difficult because it's really hard to like look at yourself and see how you have these biases instilled in you even like me as a person of color like I know that I have these racist biases from like years ago that might have been instilled in me as a child at school or like something someone might have said something to me and then like me trying to rewind those i don't know how, another word for that but no i know like, go back re-learn on those. yeah relearn is really difficult it's it's hard and i i think people just aren't willing to do that no i know and like for me too because i am a black woman mm-hmm. and like sometimes i think things and i don't mean to think them and then i'm like whoa ma'am yeah rewind yeah no because it's like but it's not like those thoughts aren't bad those thoughts aren't who you are it's just no, they're not like, who i am and it's not necessarily that i like treat others differently based off of how they are but like i don't know some it's people just hard do. for me like if i see like a man walking across the street like like walking in the same you know yeah. what I'm saying? like walking on the same side of the street as me i will cross the street mm-hmm. like oh 100 i just am, like conditioned to think that and yeah. like i don't know like that's so sad to me and like i just think things and I don't know. I have, like, I myself have to check myself. Wow. Yeah. English, but I do have to check myself consistently. I think everyone does have to, to be check aware themselves. of my implicit bias because I do have a lot. And no, and we can't, like, see ourselves. Like, I think the moment someone sees himself as, like, oh, I'm a good person, that's when it stops. Like, 
they're like, oh, I'm a good person. I don't have to change anymore. And oh my the, God, yeah. the whole entire point of the entire movement that happened in June. And it's still kind of happening. And it's still, it's, it's still happening is that we need to be constantly checking ourselves. We need to constantly be learning about what's going on, what's happening, and then apply that into our own mindsets, our own, like, lives to see where we can do better. Yeah, like the pedestal that some people place themselves on. And I've been guilty of this, too. Like, there was a point in my life where I thought, oh, yeah. I'm a black woman. I'm also an immigrant. Therefore, oh, thus to conclude, I just am on like, there's no way that I could be biased yeah. or racist mm-hmm. or even like rude. Like, there's just no way that I could mm-hmm. do that. And like, I used to think that I have the right to tell people when and where to do things or what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. And it's kind of just like, bro, like, it doesn't matter who you are. You are not in the position to tell other people what's appropriate not necessarily I don't know how to say this in a way that's like don't be passive obviously like don't allow bad things to happen and don't let your friends like don't be a bystander don't be a bystander for sure but also understand that people are going to be activists in their own individual ways yes and you are not above like you are not the perfect image of an activist like there's more to do and more to learn see I really struggled with this because I had a experience over the summer where I, tr- I I don't think I was in the wrong for doing what I did. Um, I kind of cut ties with someone who wasn't being as much as a, of an activist or they weren't leading their life with the activism they were posting on their social media. Bro, say it again. Um, yeah, and I, I think that kind of, I, I made it a choice to stop being friends with them or stop associating my life with them. Um, and that's when I realized so many things people post on social media are performative. Performative activism, ladies and gentlemen. So many. It's so scary. So many performative activists. Here's the thing, right? I just feel like I'm honestly contradicting myself this entire episode. Like, like, don't judge others. But then I'm also like, yo. But (laughs) what I mean is, like, I just feel like some people, like, they're kids that I grew up with, right? Like, I've known them forever, went to school with them, heard them say derogatory comments heard them, (laughs) watched them live their lives in a very inappropriate way, in a way that I had voiced I was uncomfortable. I'm not here to, like, call people out, but... And then I also saw them posting pictures at protests and posting, like... See, and that's what I say, people can't change. It just is, like... Like, people can definitely change, mm -hmm. and I, honestly, if they have made the changes in their lives... That's amazing. Like, proud of them. I'm happy that they've come to the light. (laughs) I'm just happy to see that they're becoming better people. Yeah. But But then there's also the other side of, if you're posting stuff on social media, and you're not taking time to, like, absorb the information that you're posting and understand how deeply people are impacted by the situation and you're just doing it so you don't look like a bad person or so mm-hmm. you don't come across as racist or like whatever, then I simply, simply, simply do not mess with you. <laughs> like that's, it's like, no, that's no, I totally like, I get that. I think it's like, honestly, I'm guilty of this, like, po- like reposting something. Yeah. And I'm not really thinking it Like through. hyper sharing. Yeah. I know. But, also, like, we need to realize, first of all, so many graphics on Instagram are not right. Literally are not true. You need to, what is going on? <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> trying to close a broken store. <laughs> um, I think we need to realize, first of all, research what you're posting on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Second of all, if you're posting something on social media, what are you doing in your personal relationships? What are you doing? Are you talking to your friends about this? Are you 
doing something in your community you are know, you having the conversations with your parents the, the conversations you? the conversations are so important. are you checking your racist acquaintances and mutual friends like for me i had reached the point of where i didn't know whether to post all the time or to like actually affect change in my regular life See, yeah. and there was a point where i honestly was just being a menace on social media like i was posting all day every day for weeks <laughs> And then I, like, in the middle of it all, like, I had a conversation with my brother. We actually had a huge fight about this. Yeah. Because he was like, dude, stop sharing shit on yeah. social media. And I was like, no, that's, like, the way I'm sharing. That's that's the way that I choose to be an activist. And then for him, he's like, he doesn't post anything on social media. Like, yeah. he's a very, like, personal conversation, mm -hmm. personal interaction, and that's fine. And then there are also people like me that are, like, proclaiming to the <laughs> world that's like, oh, everybody, like, <laughs> live life, raw. Like, it's just insane. And then I just was like, dude. Cut it out. Like you don't need to post everything. The same sense. thing again and again and again on social media. Like we get it, we, bro. We <laughs> get it, dude. We get it. You're a good person. You follow the same people. You're not like yeah. Like, explore. Page. No, that's another thing. Everyone posts the same shit, bro. No, but like I like the sharing of information because honestly, I have learned so much through social media. No, hundred percent. Like, but I also have gotten such bad feed fatigue. Such bad feed fatigue. Feed fatigue. This is a new term. You don't know feed fatigue? No, I also don't speak English that well, so. <laughs> It's like when you, like, you're just sick of everything that's on your I get timeline. It. You get yeah. anxious. You, like, don't want to go on social media for the reasons that you No, I know. And then my thing is, like, I still reshare stuff on my story. Like, I'm not going oh, like, I'm yeah, so glad to. I've found, like, no, I have, I do, and I can, will continue to repost and reshare. Because I think some people, honestly, do not have access to that information. Mm -hmm. But then... Now what I've tried, what I'm trying to do is like research what I'm posting, mm -hmm. learn more about it so then I can actually have conversations with people that are willing to have conversations. Yeah. And then also take time to just live life on a daily basis. Yes. And not like always, cause like I understand that that is privileged to say to mm -hmm. like Extremely. live life, but mm -hmm. my mental health during quarantine Awful. during COVID, in addition to Black Lives Matter, in addition to everything that was going on, it literally felt like the apocalypse mm -hmm. was hitting and my mental health was in shambles. Hello, yeah. Like my brain was in the corner, just dying. And I was like, no, like I am not of use to anybody. It, yeah, you all. can't you can't water other plants and you're not watered yourself. Wow. <laughs> no, my mom said something really important she to says me this yesterday. As my plant is dead in the corner of my room. Good God. <laughs> my mom said something really important to me and she was saying something like if the base of the building isn't strong enough the the floor is above those dude sorry mom i'm explaining this so badly like but if the foundation isn't strong the yeah, building isn't gonna be strong exactly so i think that we need to realize that we need to first of all check in on ourselves make sure that we're doing okay we can take on the tasks that are being given to us also though realize the privilege in making that decision we need to realize that we are able to make those decisions and help in any way we can but we also don't need to publicize everything yeah we also need to check in on our friends in a way that isn't <laughs> ridiculous dude <laughs> i can't even imagine i just feel like i honestly when black lives matter was was like in its mm -hmm. height I, I got texts from people that are like are you okay or like just like, are you okay? Like an R, a space U, and then yeah. a K. Like it wasn't like a, 
thinking of you type yeah. of thing. Or I got like a, are we good? See, yeah. Okay, so that, so are we good? Thinking about literally makes me want to eat bricks. Just okay, are we good is honestly just messed up. I would never say that. <laughs> but like, see, I don't know if this is bad of me. Like, so should I reach out to my black friends? Yeah. And is that like, what, is that good? So for me, I just struggled because part of me was like, um, what the fuck? Like, get out of my DMs. And yeah. then part of me was like, this is actually so beyond thoughtful of mm-hmm. you to speak to me mm-hmm. and actually like make sure I was like for you, like, cause I, I got a text from you, obviously. Yeah. It was like a thoughtful, like thinking of you, making sure that you're taking care of yourself, yeah. like, type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like a meaningful text I think is nice, but if it's like superficial and comes yeah. across as like insensitive, then for me personally, do not hit this line. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, see when I, the reason I like took it upon myself, took it upon myself to yeah. text my, my black friends is because I know that like when I see someone Indian in the news or see someone like sick in the news, I'm my religion, like who's been shot or who's been killed or who has had like encountered a actual yeah. violence. I you feel I it feel deeply. yeah. I feel it so deeply. I'm I'm hurt by that. I am so disturbed by that. That could be my grandpa, that could be my mom, that could be my mm-hmm. dad, that could be anyone who's related to me. And like I and that's why I I think it's so important to check in on your black friends because they probably feel the exact same way. Yeah. I would say check in on your friends. Make sure they're okay. Just don't be fake about it. Yeah. Like, make sure that it's coming from a genuine perspective and not just because you feel guilty yeah. or you don't know what else to do. Like, I don't know. It's hard. Again, like, I would like to clarify for the millionth time that I personally am not the person to tell you when and where to check in on your friends and what yeah. to do. This oh, is just 100%. my opinion as a 19-year-old girl <laughs> who is going through this life. Both of us, none of us know what we're doing. It just is figuring it out and trying yeah. not to be a bad person. I know. As long as, I think for me, as long as you're doing things with a genuine intention to mm-hmm. learn to better yourself and to like make sure that everyone else around you is okay, then it, like whatever you're doing will be translated positively but if you're doing it in a way that's like performative or in a way that's like attacking others then that like is in my opinion not okay and then we also were talking about how saying things like if this if you don't post this you're racist or so like, it's like no like the why the um why the refusal to post on your social media about black lives matter is inherently racist and don't get me wrong i completely understand the sentiment behind that and like if you're active on social media and you're you know posting about you going to the beach the day that george floyd died then screw you but like someone who's not active on social media yeah i agree they don't they don't need a post. They, That's not their platform. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. They, they can be an activist in so many other ways. Activism is not only on social media. That's so toxic to say. That's so toxic to be like, if you're not posting, you're racist. I think there are people that have a history of posting consistently on social media. Like, I would say that I'm pretty active on social media. Yeah. So during Black Lives Matter, if I were to all of a sudden just stop posting and go ghost mode, then it kind of is like, oh, well, you're choosing to post about, I don't know, Travis Scott's latest music drop and you at the beach with your friends, but you're not going to do, like, you're not going to be on social media when it counts type of thing. See, you would think that's common sense, though, but yeah. so many people just don't, don't get it. Yeah, and then there are also people who never post on social media, right? Like, yeah. they are never on social media Literally, at all. my best all. friend does not go on social media. Yeah, like, my best friend is never on social media at all. Yeah. Like, very inactive. 
And so her not posting is like, she actually was like watching documentaries, doing research, yeah. donating, petitioning, doing all the things that like you're supposed to be doing. And so for me, that was fine. Like the thing that is, was appropriate. Yeah. No, that is so important because now that I'm thinking about it, when I was in the height of my black, like of my activism, I was researching as much as I could because I was also trying to donate to these causes, but mm -hmm. also like I wasn't watching documentaries. I wasn't trying to read articles about things because I felt like everything was on social media. It took me so long to realize everything that wasn't on social media. I know. I'm just realizing that now. Hmm. No, I'm still realizing that now. Like sometimes I see stuff on social media, I'm like, hmm, this is the quickest way to access information. So let me not like fact check myself. But yeah, I've been trying to be better about that. Oh my gosh. Do you remember when? I think it was, there was something going around, it was like Palestine was removed off of Google Maps. Or yeah. Palestine was never even on the map, and I saw it on every single person's It wasn't? I don't, let me actually fact check myself one second before I, it was, do, do you remember when it was going around social media, people were like, no, that, that, oh, that Palestine was, really because... was never, Palestine is, was removed off the map, and then after doing research, Palestine, I don't think, one second. <laughs> As it is checking on her phone. Like, I don't think Palestine was on Google Maps. Yeah, it says Google Maps accused of deleting Palestine, but the truth is more complicated. But the country has never been labeled on the mapping service. Wow. I and have I no like, idea. No, because I saw someone post that, and then they posted something after, and they're like, dude, I'm wrong. Like, I apologize. Like, they said that publicly. I was like, wow. But kahunas. That is a prime. That is a prime example. No, I know. And then I just was some like so surprised because it was everywhere and then it was nowhere and I was like, well, yeah. How much false information have I been spreading without so actually much. looking it up? There's so much. See, you guys should watch that documentary, The Social Dilemma. They honestly did. Go they into pay that. you to advertise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the Social Dilemma. I am being um, sponsored by them. Just kidding. No. Um, but no, that was, and no, that documentary was amazing. It was I so good. It. It's really important, I think, to understand, like, how much false information is being sold to us and, like, how much these social media sites want us to stay on so they push forward the... I saw a trial, I think it was, like, a hearing with AOC and Mark Zuckerberg, and she was like, oh. do you guys delete false information? Like, wh what is your approach to that? And he about. like totally. We need to have an episode about. Was entering like damage control BS mode, and I was like, whoa. No, we should have an episode on um, on that. I think on why Mark Zuckerberg is not a good, <laughs> not a good human. All of those people, seriously. No, but it's crazy to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. There's always more to learn. There's always, there more, is to always do. more to learn. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I don't know. I also recently have had to teach myself how to not become a canceler. Mm -mm. It's so hard. Because I'm not going to lie to you. There was a point in my life where if I <laughs> was encountered, cancel, cancel. <laughs> literally, if I was encountered by like one inconvenience or one person that simply just was not aligning with my values, I was like, in fact, you are canceled. <laughs> like, you have left no, my life. Do not hit this yeah. line. No, I had, there is, okay, I'm going into the same person again, but the person I cut ties with over the summer, like. I was so afraid that I was in, what's like the word? I was participating in cancel culture because mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, like, are they right? But like, there's a fine line between cancel culture and like doing and like cutting someone off for good reason. Agreed. I think we need to realize that cancel culture, like 
everyone has space to learn and shaming someone is not the way for someone to learn, especially through social media when there's hundreds of people who are going to see those comments and hundreds of people are going to be probably commenting and making that person feel worse about themselves. Mm -hmm. But if someone is overtly racist, overtly trying to be the worst person alive, then I think it's okay to be like, hey, oh, yeah. check it. just check yourself. I know. I just agree. Like, there are some it. people that definitely need to be checked and need to be canceled because they don't need, they don't need the but platform. So, but yeah. then also the whole idea of cancel culture is inherently toxic. It's so toxic. For me personally, most of my social media like followers and the people that I follow are liberal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Like there are a small majority that are like a small minority that are moderate or like leaning conservative, but a large majority of my followers and the people that I associate myself with are liberal because I identify as liberal. Yeah. But then it raises the question of like, if I'm posting all of these things on like the soapbox on my social media and I've canceled all of the people that don't have views that align to me, yes. then who am I, Very like, what am I doing? Like, who am I speaking exactly. to? Like, am I singing to the choir? Like, is that what's happening? Because like, at that point, that's just stupid. Like, in my opinion, like, there's no point. That's so important. And like, mm-hmm. you need to have conversations with people and it sucks like but it everyone sucks. needs to be willing to have these conversations i agree you can't cl- you can't be closed off to someone there are certain things yes you just shouldn't try to have conversations with certain types of people i think we all know those types of people because they are never going to change their mind right? right but once someone disagrees with you try to understand why they disagree with you try to understand where they're coming from and it's it's hard when you start getting into an argument you like immediately want to prove that person wrong But we also have to realize, like, having an argument is hard. Fact check yourself first, do your research, and then engage in that conversation. Yeah, and be willing to have conversations with people Mm -hmm. whose views don't necessarily align. Mm -hmm. Like, during BLM, I saw a lot of people saying, if you're a Trump supporter, or if you're not liberal, or if you're not whatever, unfollow me. And I was like, okay, well, preach. Yeah, Yeah, like, unfollow me if you don't believe these things. But then there's also, like, okay, but, like, I actually want to have a conversation with you See and okay. understand, not necessarily, like, the ones that are in the deep south and, like, yeah. are doing some really, really crack shit. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. But, like, the people that are moderate-leaning conservative that might not necessarily understand, like, the nuances of Black Lives Matter and how an individual yeah. is impacted by the movement, like, I would like to have a conversation with those people because I think that I could teach them something and I could probably learn something from them that'll help me like, that would be mutually beneficial for both of yes, us. Yes, I agree with that. So, I don't know. I think cancel culture is insane. And it's taken the world by That's a storm. Like, literally, when social media wasn't a thing, cancel culture wasn't real. Now it's everyone, watch The Social Dilemma. She's going <laughs> again. Like, no, I wasn't even she's trying bad. to. She's <laughs> they no. are paying her. They are simply paying her. But it's her. true, though. Like, wow. imagine going up to someone being <laughs> no. like, you're canceled. And like, what, 70s? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like my mom's kind of like a canceler. <laughs> but like, she's not on social media. Like, she's like I just think it's because politics is so divisive. I agree. I think cancel culture has become no. more rampant and yes, has been labeled as cancel I, culture. That's what I meant. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. I'm just pulling your leg. Just, uh, <laughs> just pulling your leg. Who even says that? Gross. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's all for our soapbox. Okay. Yeah, we want to make it clear, though, cancel that we do culture. understand that everyone is trying their best. No, not everyone's trying their best. Most people are trying Most their best. Most people, yes. yes. 
I personally appreciate the people that are trying their best to make their lives better and make everyone else's lives better as well. And it's hard. So take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And take care of your friends because... And keep those affirmative activists in check. Yeah, and you can't wait. Have conversations with those people. Yeah, you can't have the burden of the world, the entire world, and all of the world's problems on your back. I needed to hear that. I seriously... That's just too much, bro. Like, it's just genuinely too much. Because I'm a person who, like, feels, like, the pain of others deeply. Not necessarily everything deeply, because some people would say that I'm kind of, like, (laughs) cold, but no. But I would say that I feel other people's pain very, very deeply. I do. And then I, like, feel that weighing down on me. And that is so bad it's for so your, hard, yeah, for your like vibes. Yeah, so literally has like, like I was saying earlier, like it's so hard for me to say no to people because like I just want to listen to everyone and like be there, like say no so sponge. hard when you're pushover. Want- I'm literally a pushover. Yeah, like I will like carry other people's problems and I'll be tense and like clenching my jaw mm-hmm. and I'll have to be like, whoa. Oh my gosh, out. yeah, my entire body is sore right now because of that. Yeah, but anyway, keep the movement going. <laughs> Yeah. Keep on keeping on. Keep on fighting the good fight. Keep on fighting the good fight. If you don't know what to do next, um, <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> Check out my uh, new article coming out on Millennial Brown. I actually have to talk to Ms. All about that. Sita hasn't even talked to Ms. All about that. I have. I sent it to her. Okay. But well, it's probably I... absolutely horrible. So, Nuh-uh, it's not we'll bad. see. But see you all in two weeks. Um, remember to live, love, 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 and laugh, live, laugh, love. No, bro. Anyways, remember to live, love, laugh. Zena is simply live, laugh, love. To laugh, live, love. The L, triple L on the track. Ratata, everyone. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Did I?